0: It's July 19th and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake and we're going to go ahead and jump in with our Old Testament reading. As always, this is the New Living Translation and we will be reading 1 Chronicles chapters 28 and 29. 1 Chronicles chapter 28 verse 1. David summoned all the officials of Israel to Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the army divisions, The other generals and captains, the overseers of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the other brave warriors in the kingdom. David rose to his feet and said, My brothers and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the ark of the Lord's covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it, but God said to me, You must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me from among all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule. And from among the families of Judah, he chose my father's family. And from among my father's sons, the Lord was pleased to make me king over all Israel. And from among my sons, the Lord has given me many. He chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. He said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyards, for I have chosen him as my son, and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. So now, with God as our witness, and in the sight of all Israel, the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God, so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestor intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build the temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. That really stands out to me. Be strong and do the work. I don't know who that speaks to, but it speaks to me. Whatever the Lord has called you to, be strong and do the work. Be strong and do the work. That's going to repeat in my mind all day, and uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. What has God called you to do? And I know people are coming at you, things are coming at you. Be strong and do the work. Verse 11. Then David gave Solomon the plans for the temple and its surroundings, including the entry room, the storerooms, the upstairs rooms, the inner rooms, and the inner sanctuary, which was the place of atonement. David also gave Solomon all the plans he had in mind for the courtyards of the Lord's temple, the outside rooms, the treasuries, and the rooms for the gifts dedicated to the Lord. The king also gave Solomon the instructions concerning the work of the various divisions of priests and Levites in the temple of the Lord, and he gave specifications for the items in the temple that were to be used for worship. David gave instructions regarding how much gold and silver should be used to make the items needed for service. He told Solomon the amount of gold needed for the gold lampstands and the lamps and the amount of silver and for the silver lampstands and lamps, depending on how each would be used. He designated the amount of gold for the table on which the bread of presents would be placed and the amount of silver for other tables. David also designated the amount of gold for the solid gold meat hooks used to handle the sacrificial meat and for the basins, pitchers, and dishes, as well as the amount of silver for every dish. He designated the amount of refined gold for the altar of incense. Finally, he gave him a plan for the Lord's chariot, the gold cherubim, whose wings were stretched out over the ark of the Lord's covenant. Every part of this plan, David told Solomon, was given to me in writing from the, land, from the hand of the Lord. Then David continued, Be strong and courageous and do the work, which is what we saw earlier. Do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will not see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished correctly. When you are doing what God has called you to do, this is my insight, when you're doing what God has called you to do, you can bet that he's gonna be the one to equip you. And that, thats a, it's a really amazing feeling. Like I'm a church planter, I'm planting uh, a scent, and yet i it gives me courage to know that if this is God's will, it's going to happen. It's God working. So yeah, I, I do hard work, but I can trust that God's not going to fail me or forsake me. Uh, he's not going to fail or forsake cent because he loves it more than I do. So it's a really amazing feeling when you're in God's will and you're allowing him to, to build in and through you. Verse 21. The various divisions of priests and Levites will serve in the temple of God. Others with skills of every kind will volunteer, and the officials and the entire nation are at your command. That concludes chapter 28 moving on to chapter 29 verse 1 Then King David turned to the entire assembly and said My son Solomon whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel is still young and inexperienced The work ahead of him is enormous for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals it is for the Lord God himself Using every resource at my command I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God Now There is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood, as well as the great quantities of onyx. Other precious stones, costly jewels, and all kinds of fine stone and marble. And now, because of my devotion to the temple of my god, I am giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple. I am donating more than 112 tons of gold. My goodness, that's a lot of gold from Ofri, and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the buildings and for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and captains of the army, and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly. For the construction of the temple of God, they gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, 3,750 tons of iron. They also contributed numerous precious stones which were deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of Jehul, a descendant of Gershon. The people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord, and King David was filled with joy. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I, and who are my people, that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in the land, as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. O Lord, our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know my God that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the whole-hearted desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees, and to do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Then David said to the whole assembly, Give praise to the Lord your God, and the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors. And they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. The next day they brought 1,000 bulls, 1,000 rams, 1,000 male lambs as burnt offerings to the Lord. They also brought liquid offerings and many other sacrifices on behalf of all Israel. They feasted and drank in the Lord's presence with great joy that day. And again they crowned David's son Solomon as their new king. They anointed him before the Lord as their leader. They anointed Zadok as priest. So Solomon took the throne of the Lord in his place of his father David, and he succeeded in everything, and all Israel obeyed him. All the officials, the warriors, and the sons of King David pledged their loyalty to King Solomon. And the Lord exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel, and he gave Solomon greater royal splendor than any king in Israel before him. So David, son of Jesse, ruled over all Israel. He reigned over Israel for 40 years, seven of them in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. He died at a ripe old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. Then his son Solomon ruled in his place. All the events of King David's reign from beginning to end are written in the record of Samuel the seer, the record of Nathan the prophet, and the record of Gad the seer. These accounts include the mighty deeds of his reign and everything that happened to him and to Israel and to all the surrounding kingdoms and that concludes our old testament reading it also concludes first chronicles yes now moving on to the new testament romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 21 romans chapter 5 verse 6 when we were utterly helpless christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it. It will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Have you received it? Have you received God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness? How do I receive it, Blake? Through one man, Jesus Christ triumph over sin and death why because Jesus took on your sin and he died the death you deserve to die he gives you the righteousness only he deserves verse 18 yes Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone but Christ one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone because one person disobeyed God many became sinners but because one other person obeyed God many will be made righteous god's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were but as people sinned more and more god's wonderful grace became more abundant so just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death now god's wonderful grace rules instead giving us right standing with god and resulting in eternal life through jesus christ our lord that concludes our new testament reading moving on to our proverbs of the day proverbs chapter 19 verses 18 and 19 Discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. Hot-tempered people must pay the penalty. If you rescue them once, you will have to do it again. And I've just heard a lot of people on the other end of this podcast say amen. If you rescue them once, you'll have to do it again. You wonder why some people in your family keep making the same mistakes? It's because you keep bailing them out. Let them suffer consequences, and it's amazing how quick they will change. Psalm 15 is our psalm of the day, Uh, five short verses, we're going to read it in a posture of prayer. This is the 15th psalm, a psalm of David, verse 1. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends, those who despise Flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord, and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. God, I want to be the type of person that keeps their promises even when it hurts. If I'm honest, that does not describe me. Uh, if it's going to hurt my image or I care what people think, then sometimes I, I don't fully. Uh, Keep my promise, or sometimes I get overburdened and I schedule myself out too much. I pour too much of myself out, and I overpromise and underdeliver. I don't want to be that person, like your son who came and fulfilled all the promises of God. I, I want to be the type of person who fulfills my promises, even when it hurts. Lord, would you give me the grace to be able to be that kind of person? Uh, Lord, I know your Holy Spirit is here as a part of the gospel, helping me become more like Christ and This is an area I pray I can become more like Christ. It is in your name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you uh, found a lot of joy out of today's reading. We finished 1 Chronicles. Tomorrow we'll start 2 Chronicles, uh, which, plot twist, there's some more chronicling that's going to go on. Uh, But as we conclude, I hope that uh, you you will share with me uh, your thoughts from today's reading, what stood out to you, uh, what God is showing you through the reading. And as always, I hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue our journey reading through the Bible together.